0: You're listening to the Ending Human Trafficking Podcast. This is episode number 74. Today's topic, the Federal Strategic Action Plan on Services for Victims of Human Trafficking. Welcome to the Ending Human Trafficking Podcast. My name is Dave Stahoviak. And my name is Sandy Morgan. And this is the show where we empower you to study the issues, be a voice, and make a difference in ending human trafficking. And also to help figure out what are the different reports that are coming out that we can make sense of. And we are going to spend some time on today's episode of speaking about a federal report that's just come out that speaks more about how all the federal agencies are going to be aligning to combat human trafficking and Sandy not only are we going to talk about that but we're also going to say something about the upcoming conference that the center is going to be sponsoring here in March. And perhaps we should start there and say a little (laughs) something about the
1: conference. Well, I am so excited. This is gonna be a great year for ending human trafficking and working with the Global Center for Women and Justice. We have our conference coming up March 7th and 8th. And I think just shortly after this podcast airs, the early bird registration will be ending. So go to gcwj.vanguard.edu and register for Why Is She a Slave? I think one of the reasons that you'll want to do this when you listen to this report is we have been working very diligently since we started on this issue to partner in our community with the agencies that are tasked with ending trafficking, with investigation and prosecution and victim services. We've partnered with Partnered with our Orange County Human Trafficking Task Force, we you've you've met um, Derek Marsh from Westminster Police Department, and you've met agents, and and we are we are really committed to trying to figure out how to do this together and to do it well, and we've learned a few things along the way. So we always want to partner with other people. One of the things that we learn when we partner with other people is sometimes we have to do it their way, and sometimes they do it our way. But um, when we partner on our on our conference, we always want to give back to our community. So if you're listening to this and you work with youth, either in education, your school, teacher, administrator, School climate director. Did you know that job description existed? School climate. It's like.
0: I did not, but I'm not surprised.
1: I like that title. Yeah. It's really. In fact, we're going to be eventually interviewing a school climate director. Oh, great. Such a fun job. Cool. But we're going to give back to our community, probation, school, child welfare, and have a special multidisciplinary um, training workshop um, pre conference. on Ensure Justice 2014. So if you're interested in that, please email us at gcwj at vanguard.edu or call us at 714-966-6360. And we should
0: mention that this conference is a wonderful opportunity, if you haven't already, to really join our community in person. So many of the people you've heard on this podcast over the last couple of years are present physically at this conference every year. Uh, I see, and I'm just thinking off the top of my head of people we've had as podcast guests oh, in the right. past. And yeah. probably, I'm thinking of at least 10 or 15 people right away that will almost certainly be at this conference. And it's a wonderful opportunity for you to engage with people who really, uh, like you, care about this issue deeply want to do whatever possible to end human trafficking and want to raise visibility around the efforts that are being put in here uh, through the center, uh, the mm-hmm. Global Center for Women and Justice here at Vanguard, but also around the country and the partnerships that have been built. And uh, and it's also a great excuse to come to Southern California. So that Especially, you know what more could you want yeah. uh, in a weekend? So we really would love to see a March 7th and 8th, 2014 and go onto the website, gcwj.vanguard.edu. You can still probably pick up the early bird pricing. It's, it's very inexpensive for a two-day conference. And uh, more importantly, you will get a ton of connections, resources, and inspiration to go out and to really serve in a wonderful way.
1: Well, and one of our speakers, uh, Reverend David Myers, is the White House Senior Advisor the Center for Faith-Based and Neighborhood Partnerships. And so, uh, looking at this report today, I know that he would be happy that we're going to focus on this Federal Strategic Action Plan on Services for Victims of Human Trafficking in the United States. It's a five-year plan.
0: And when Sandy said this earlier, I said, the what?
1: I know. (laughs) Tell me, what does this mean again? How does this work? Yeah, Strategic. Now, Dave, you're like, Organization Guru Strategic Action Plan, Five Year Plan. Is this not up your alley?
0: It sounds really good. What I was confused about when you first said it, though, is like, okay, well, how does this all work? Because we've got the Trafficking in Persons report that comes from the State Department every year. And I think it's going, what, 10, 11 years now, Sandy, mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. report's been coming out. So when you were telling me about this report today, I was thinking, oh, that's the same. And I'm like, wait a minute, no, it's January. That re- that report isn't the same, January, February. So how is this different? What's new about well, this report that we haven't seen before? And there's been
1: other reports that we've reported on here. I'm not supposed to use the same word in the same sentence twice, right? Something but like that. here's the thing. We've figured out that we have a limited reservoir of resources. I think everybody understands that. And we, a lot of our, Um, state, local, and federal agencies are short on funds to, um, serve victims of human trafficking. So the number one goal here is going to be to align our resources. So this report was, um, produced by the president's interagency task force to monitor and combat trafficking persons. So your department of state report that we talked about that you just mentioned, um, I know not too long ago we talked about the Department of Labor report. They're part of this. Even the Department of Education, you can go online and look. I'm not going to name all 15 agencies that are there. But the idea that our FBI and our Homeland Security and our Health and Human Services, they're all going to be on the same page um, in this strategic plan.
0: So if I hear you right then, so what this is that's different than some of the... So every agency who touches human trafficking in some way, which is most of them, um, you know, has issued their own reports, maybe has their own task force. But now what this is attempting to do, it sounds like, is to create a strategic plan to align all of the federal agencies together so that state knows what uh, Homeland Security is doing, knows what Health and Human Services is doing, and that people are using the same language, kind of tapping into... Who has resources where in aligning mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. together, basically.
1: They've actually um, established titled the report the, um, with coordination, collaboration, and capacity. Mm. So now we have the three C's to add to our four P's. Right, exactly. So I'm thinking that's not equal. You know me, I like it. So I want to add a fourth C already to this. Um, compromise. Because whenever you get that many people at the table and try to decide one way to do things, to streamline things, that means somebody's going to have to compromise. Mm. And we may have some pet language that we like to use or a particular way in order for there to be more resources and doing that alignment. Some of us will have to adjust and move just a little bit in order to do something that will um, serve our victims in the U.S. a lot better.
0: So let's talk about what the report says. And then I think uh, it'll be helpful for us, Sandy, to also think like, okay, what does that mean for us, for those of us who are part of the the community here on the show and the Global Center for Women in Justice, like how that affects the work that we're doing too. Um, but let's start by looking at just what, uh, what uh, at a high level, what the report says okay. and what it lays out.
1: Well, there's there um, are some overarching themes that run through everything the use of terms. And so the use of terms with victim and survivor, there are some folks, and I've sat and we've had this discussion, and they just will not use the word victim. And and, and for very good reason, they want to empower someone by calling them a survivor. And that's a good thing. But many times in a case, um, the federal terminology or the state or, or, the, or whatever the criminal language is, we have to use the word victim in order to get... Um, the conviction and go through the whole process and get those resources. So how can we use both terms and not have to decide on one or the other, use it as as it fits the particular circumstance? That's an overarching theme here, victims and survivor terms. Another use of terms... um, Uh, And I'm sorry, let
0: me interrupt you for a second. So is there a decision on that? I guess I'm not clear on what. how does this report position that, then does it say that we would decide that we're gonna use one terminology versus a different terminology or that we I'll are gonna be conscious about how reasonable? i
1: quote what they have said about okay. how they will use victim and survivor. It's just one brief um, statement. The plan uses the terms victim and survivor to refer to individuals who were trafficked. The term victim has legal implications within the criminal justice process and generally means an individual who suffered harm as a result of criminal conduct. Victims also have particular rights within the criminal justice process. Federal law enforcement agencies often use the term victim as part of their official duties. Survivor is a term used by many in the services field to recognize the strength it takes to continue on a journey toward healing in the aftermath of a traumatic experience. In the context of this plan, which promotes improvements in outreach, identification strategies, and services, both terms are intended to honor those who have suffered or are suffering the effects of being trafficked. Okay,
0: that makes sense. So it's Powerful just helping statement. yeah, it's just helping us all to understand what we mean by those words and when we would utilize them and what what is intended by that terminology.
1: And, and to respect each other. To respect each other. I've I've been sitting on the sidelines and had somebody, well, I don't want to use the term victim because and then you realize, oh, it's part of their job description, so they're not being difficult. They're fulfilling the job that we, as a taxpayer, are likely paying them to do.
0: Sure. And if you're a prosecutor or a law enforcement agent, that is a term you have to use in the courtroom and legal right. proceedings. Yeah.
1: And and to access the resources that are victim-related. So. Right. Right. Now another term that is um, being used is victim-centered uh, use of terms and trauma-informed approaches. And again, they have very strong statements on that. The victim-centered approach seeks to minimize re-traumatization associated with the criminal justice process by providing the support of victim advocates and service providers, empowering survivors as engaged participants in the process providing survivors an opportunity to play a role in seeing their traffickers brought to justice. Remember the um, podcast interview with Shima last time? Mm -hmm. That was an important moment for her when she saw the traffickers go to justice and saw that justice was delivered. So this idea of a victim-centered approach and a trauma-informed approach. The trauma-informed approach includes an understanding of the physical, social, and emotional impact of trauma, on the individual, as well as on the professionals who help them. So, uh, we'll have to do an entire podcast on the trauma informed approach because it is becoming a best practice standard and it's pretty complicated. Mm, so, interesting. Definitely, those are some of the overarching themes. Another overarching theme is the standards of care. We find very different standards across the nation uh, for how we handle. Um, services for victims and setting, um, an exact standard will raise the bar and it'll be more consistent. It'll be easier for us to make, um, transitions, um, to take, if you do research um, in a particular area on this topic and they follow one pattern then you go someplace else and the standards are different well then you can't generalize and use the research for that because it's not validated
0: oh interesting so I, I wasn't really aware of that Sandy that the the victim services standards are really different. It, could you share maybe an example or how, how does it differ in different places around the country
1: well in in areas like Orange County where we've had a task force that's federally led um, our victim service standards we've we've written out um, protocols for how volunteers access um uh, our our victims, our survivors. Mm-hmm. We have memorandums of understanding for confidentiality. Um, so when I visited another state and uh, talked to folks there about how they were um, treating victims and making sure to assure the privacy and confidentiality, they, ha- they didn't have those standards in place. Mm-hmm. And so consequently, some things um, had gone awry and... Um, a victim's uh, personal information was compromised. So standards of care are really important to um, across the board, so that we're all following similar. And this has happened in, in other fields. It's that the human trafficking field is kind of an emerging field. So we have we've been doing this. We just now have to transfer that knowledge to this.
0: Makes sense. Got it. Thank you.
1: Um, my other favorite. Part of this report is their description of training, outreach, and awareness; those terms, and I, um, I particularly, I want to pull this up here, and and because two years ago, National Human Trafficking Awareness Month changed to National Human Trafficking Prevention Month, because we don't need. To at, Well, we do need awareness. There are still people who don't know about it, but we need to go beyond awareness. And so they actually define for us these three terms. And awareness is defined as general information provided to a community or group to increase the knowledge or understanding of a subject, issue, or situation. So it's just general to a group. Outreach is defined as an action carried out by an individual or organization to contact and offer assistance to a person or community. Mm-hmm. So that's um, that's very different than, so it's not outreach if you go speak at a church group or a high school, that's awareness. Training, on the other hand, is defined as an organized activity or process to impart information or instructions to improve the recipient's knowledge, attitudes or skills needed to carry out a specific activity. So when you finish training, they're going to be able to do something um, according to the skills that you've transferred to them. Sure. And this is this is where um, reporting and having standardized uh, descriptions and definers, When I listen to, um, people say what, especially different NGOs, um, they, we've trained 5,000 police officers. Well, our, our Orange County task force in five years has trained 2,000, um, police officers and it's taken them, you know, all these years to do that. Maybe their training as opposed to this other group that did this in a year, um, Trained five thousand. Maybe their training definition is different. Mm. So instead of um, having a um, a certified course that's continuing education designed for law enforcement officers, maybe it's an NGO that goes and does a two-hour um, seminar, but it's still written down. So how do we begin to to discriminate between definitions of what is training?
0: Well, this reminds me of Plato's famous sentence that the beginning of wisdom is the definition of terms. So so this report sets the standard for exactly. what terms there would be and what consistency we have. So that all makes a lot of sense, Sandy, and so do the victim services pieces of it. And I see the need for that. So uh, I know a, another part of this, in addition to that too, is also how do we um, align resources well together too? So how does the report go beyond just the definition of terms and look at now how to align resources and how is it that the the agencies will work together to find efficiencies in that?
1: Well there are four there are four goals that they have established align efforts, improve understanding, expand access to services, and improve outcomes. And this is a five year plan. So they have objectives under each of these goals. The two objectives for aligning efforts um, and they've defined Their terms here as well, Align Efforts, Promote a Strategic, Coordinated Approach to the Provision of Services for Victims of Human Trafficking at the Federal, Regional, State, Territorial, Tribal, and Local Levels. So they hit everything. So they want to have uh, federal leadership and direction to improve services and finding how to identify promising practices and implement recommendations for systemic change. So those that's objective number one. And then objective number two under Align Efforts is to coordinate victim services effectively through collaboration across multiple service sectors. Now that's a really big sentence, but it, it means that we actually have to have standard terminology. I recently tried to, put together a one-page summary of a child statistics between four counties here in Southern California. And I thought it would be easy. I would look up each county, copy and paste how many kids are homeless, how many kids are at the poverty level, how many kids are on free lunches. I couldn't do that because Hmm. every county had a different way of reporting.
0: Oh, interesting. So you could say what was true maybe in Orange County or LA County, but to say what was true for both collectively, you're not comparing apples to apples.
1: Yeah, their terms were different and how they how they collected the data. So so we couldn't even do that kind of comparison. It was it was it was quite an eye opener. So develop and promote standard terminology so that we can do a better job of tracking what we're doing really, really important. And then that will help us ensure that funding is strategically coordinated and and that's that's paramount. And then improve the coordination at all of those levels. And coordination is is pretty much like the guy in the tower who um, is deciding who's going to land next. And that air traffic controller is somebody has to be up there with the bird's eye view. Because all of us down in the trenches, we just know what we need. I need a runway. I, I want to go this way. And I'm on the schedule. We need somebody who is at a higher, higher altitude to help us figure out how we can do a better job of aligning our efforts. Hmm. Wow. Time is getting away from us. So let's go to goal two. Improve our understanding. And this means that we have to do more research. Uh, the summit that we held recently to try to understand how schools and child welfare and foster care and probation can work together to reduce risk and to intervene earlier for kids who might become potential victims of commercial sexual exploitation right here in our own backyard. That meant that we had to do the research, ask the questions. We're still compiling Um, an immense amount of data that we collected doing that two-day summit. And then when we produce a report from that, that will help inform people not only here in our own community, but across our state. The objective here, of course, is to establish baseline knowledge so we know if we have improved and to support development of um, effective responses. So, that's, that's part of the, the objective under goal number two, to improve understanding. Then we move on to goal number three, expand access to services. And that's going to mean that we are going to do a better job of outreach and training. Notice we're not using the word awareness here. We're talking about outreach, which we defined. Mm-hmm. And outreach, remember what that definition was? Testing, because I'm a teacher
0: uh action carried out by an individual organization and offering some kind of assistance
1: yeah so so when um when i was l- re- listening to a recent report about the orange county human trafficking task force and we were looking at the breakdown of how many victims of sex trafficking and how many victims of labor trafficking turns out that the majority of our labor trafficking victims were identified because the public law center, one of our partners, did regular clinic, legal clinics in marginalized communities. And they were equipped, trained to identify potential victims of human trafficking and then turn that over to the task force for investigation. Hmm. So they did outreach. in in a community where the people were more at risk. And it was one-on-one, they talked to them, they heard their stories, they asked more questions. So that's that's a a really key aspect of that, conducting outreach. And then the training um, that's part of accessing services is so that the people that would take care of, that would provide services, know the difference between taking care of a trafficking victim and someone else that doesn't have the same trauma situation or may not have the same um, fears of coercive um, threats that have been made against their families and sure. those kinds of things. So training for the caregivers also becomes a part of that. Training for people who, out, who are out on the front line, and we've talked about this a lot, so that they are, um, have a better capacity to identify um, victims and that's going to take time, and it can't just be hit and miss. Here, a few years ago, I did training for Orange County school nurses, but then we haven't gone back then and done that training again. So how mm-hmm. do we build that into the system? And that's what this this report, this strategic plan is going to do, to expand those. And goal number four, improve outcomes. We want to promote effective culturally appropriate t- trauma-informed services that improve the short- and long-term health, safety, and well-being of victims. And that means that we're going to have um, networks that are better at identifying victims. We're going to develop networks to expand access to services. And a community like Orange County has is, is ahead on this because our task force has been amazing at um, building a network of pro bono dentists and and doctors and legal pr- service providers, so we have um, we've been working on that network building. We're also going to see the objective to improve access to victim services by removing systemic barriers, and that is going to require that we help people access the benefits of housing, legal services, immigration. You hear how important it was for Shima to have an immigration attorney. Absolutely. After her experience here, becoming an American citizen, huge thing for her. Changed yeah, and she her talked,
0: life. She talked about the role of the immigration uh, the ice agent has just been so central to her story and her success, and how that person is. She, in fact, she used the term superhero on the last podcast. Yeah, she did. That's yeah. right. We'll have it's to amazing. ask
1: Agent Avin if he has a cape, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but what Shima said too is she wants this for other victims. Mm. It's great that she got that, but her, as a survivor advocate, she wants to see that happen. For others as well.
0: So this begs a question because I I have two feelings now. Learning more about this report and your um your your knowledge on this, Andy, which is fantastic. So first of all, it seems really uh it seems really positive that uh, someone and actually a whole lot of people in the government are thinking about how to align resources around this because all of that seems really really necessary. And then the second thought I have is, you know, it seems like a lot in the four to five years, you know, time frame. Uh This report—that's a lot. I mean, just thinking about changing how everyone reports everything, that's a big, big job. And so, what's next then, as far as they say much about implementation or how this will be, how this will work, or what do you, what do you, how do you see this kind of?
1: I think impacting us. They have, they have, um, they have a list of of assignments that will happen over the five years. You can look through that. Um, It's a 75 page report, Dave. Mm. Um, Action plan. It's not a report. It's a plan. It's a strategic action plan. But I think the beginning of it, the coordination is going to be really central because if you don't figure out um, the strategies for coordinating, Mm -hmm. you can keep showing up because I want to collaborate. But if you don't show me what road to get on, um, what exit to take, you, you have to coordinate. Somebody has to be up there telling us where to land Yeah. or we're all going to get in each other's way. So that coordination is, it's something we don't spend much time on normally. We just want to go do it. I People hand me a manual and, and a new toy and I set the manual down because I have the new technical gizmo mm-hmm. and I start playing with it. And then I'm like, oh, how do I get back this? I lost that. And ne- nobody knows what I'm talking about, right? Oh, I needed to, to figure out the plan first and then and then do this. But most of us, we're pretty much ready to just go out there and do it now and we'll learn on the way. Coordination means that we're going to have to know who's going to be there and how, who's going to take what role and play our position. If we want to win in this battle against human trafficking, we all need to understand and have a coordinated um, strategy for playing our role and then that's going to result in very, very strong collaborative models that will truly build capacity. So coordination, collaboration will build capacity. And the, um, the payoff is that our victims will receive excellent services.
0: And it sounds like one of the things that this all means for us, all involved in this, is that will all, to some extent, need to set aside maybe some of the things we would have said or some things we would have wanted to do and really look at it from the larger perspective and think, how can we um, be a piece of a larger uh, a larger effort, a larger coordinated, imperfect effort as it will be, but more, much more strategic than it was before of us just going out very well-meaning and wanting to do something, but really thinking like, okay, what is our piece? What's our thing we can latch onto? To use the analogy of the and pot that you come back to, right. Sandy, really does come back to all that of like, what is our piece and how can we get the message out? And how can we be advocates for getting getting the word out? And so it's very much in alignment with a lot of things we've, uh, we've been talking about. But also, well, we'll have to walk our talk too, and 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 take that right. piece that that is important for us. And uh, and I'm I'm guessing we'll have more conversation about how the center does that in the coming year or two.
1: Well, I'm going to spend some time really um, studying this strategic plan to see where we fit. Um, my initial response is, oh wow, we're going to have to do a much more intensive um, approach to the trafficking related research. Mm. We're we're at university and institution. And this is something that we can contribute to our community.
0: Study the issues, as we say That's all the right. time. That's right. So yeah. we
1: will be a voice and make a difference.
0: Well, so. I'm so glad that you have shared this report with us, Sandy. And this is hot off the presses. So it's, uh, it's something that everyone in our, our listening community can check out as well. We will have a link directly to the report on the show notes. she should be sure to check that out. And by the way, while you're up checking out the show notes, um, the way to get there is to go to GCWJ dot vanguard dot edu and just click on podcast there and it will take you over to all of the notes not only for this show but every episode that we've had before and while you're there you may want to join our newsletter and it's on the uh, main home screen there just to submit your email address and you'll get regular updates from us where sandy's heading in the world next and what she's been up to as far as reaching people and of course information about the conference is up there too so the insure justice conference on March 7th and 8th is a uh, is a great thing to get involved with. And if you have been listening to this show for any length of time, we want you to be there. We want you to be part of the conversation and we want to meet you so you can help really be part of our coordination and our strategy for how we all work together to end human trafficking. And of course, if you have comments, questions, feedback for us, the best way to do that is to reach us by email gcwj at vanguard.edu is our email address, or you can always reach us by phone and you'll either catch Sandy maybe or Alexis, our coordinator. And our number is 714-966-6360. Sandy, it's always a pleasure to talk with you and to learn more about this. I'm so excited to get this information out. Thanks, Dave. Have a great week, everybody. Take care.